Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Philippians 3, excuse me, but before we get started, let's go ahead and uh, open up with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all that you've done and for the many blessings you've bestowed on us. You're a great God. You're an amazing God that you've created all and you care about all of us. You've made each one of us and you know us, each and every person on this earth. And so, Father, today I lift up this day. I just pray that you would be the one that we focus on. That as we go about our time, that our hearts and our minds would be consumed by you and that our passion would be to live for you. I just pray that our hearts and our spirits would be open to you. As we read about Paul and his passion for you, I pray that we could emulate his passion or even better yet, yours. I thank you, Lord, and I just thank you for all that you've done. I pray for today for you to be in charge. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, and it's definitely morning, I'm heading out to go fishing, but I wanted to make sure I I, uh, read read my Bible and and took this time. So if I sound a little bit groggy, um, I apologize if I'm a little bit more hoarse. So Philippians 3 is very famous. It's um, really a passionate plea by Paul and for, for us basically to not look at the things of the earth and all the things that the you know, human world would tell us is important, but to instead consider all of that rubbish and to really focus on living for Christ, living by his example and forsaking all. So it's a, it's a chapter that, quite candidly, there were and there are. Just within the commentaries that I have, there's, there's a ton of choices to read from. So let's just go ahead and get started. Chapter 3, verse 1. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is the safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for confidence. So that beginning paragraph that we're going to go through, all of it, which is basically from 1 to 11, it's Paul's passion and it's really just him warning, starts out by warning people not to listen to the evil people that are out there. And they're going to try to tell you to do this or do that in order to be saved. And that's really what they were looking at. In the putting confidence in the flesh, they were all talking about that you know, circumcision of the, of the non-Jew once, if they were going to accept Christ. And all these different pieces. Um, that they're putting actions or, you know, the the human form into. So let's just keep going. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, 
As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for righteousness, based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss, for, for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from from the dead. (laughs) Not that I've already obtained this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that from which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> so that pre- that verse talking about, I press on to the goal to win the prize. I mean, all of us who've been in, been in sports recognize this analogy. We definitely, you know, for me, I always strove. And the whole piece about forgetting what was behind and straining forward. We can't do anything about the past. We can only do things about the future. And as an athlete, you have to forget about your past non-performance. And you have to focus on the performance in the future. Verse 15. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and I'll tell you again, with even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. So, Paul is saying again, have role models. Look at people, emulate them, but look at the people who are living correctly. We all need role models. We all need mentors. And that's what he's saying is, look at my life look and the lives of the others who are living godly and follow them, follow their example, not their, you know, th- don't follow them as if they're, you know, an, a, a, a mini God or an you know, but look at their examples. It's just like, you know, me as a swimmer in the past, I would look at other swimmers and how they worked out and their mindsets. And it always helped me get better. Join together in following my examples, brothers and sisters, just as you have us as a model. Keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is their shame. This mind is, is set on earthly things, 
But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. So just going back through that, really it's, it's Paul is, is warning his, his friends in Philippia or Philippi and remember, this is kind of an important group of people for him, where he preached, was thrown in jail, um, and then he was saved from jail by an angel and an earthquake, and the whole and the jailer's family, the jailer and his family, and lots of the royal palace was saved by his preaching, and that was the beginning of the church in Philippia. So. It's an important group and an important uh, people for him. And he's very concerned about them because they're being told incorrect things. And he wants them to remember to be examples or to look at the examples of himself and and Timothy and, and others who are living and learning and doing the right things. So real quick, just looking at something that Tozer had to say about this. He says, God made, made you in his image, and you're stuck with it, sinner and Christian both. You're made in the image of God, and nothing short of God will satisfy you. And even if you happen to be one of those nickel in the slot, get saved, escape hell, and take heaven Christians, remember one thing. Even you will find over the years that you are not content with things plus God. You'll have to have God minus all things. That's the... I consider all things rubbish and garbage. You may ask me, don't you have things? Sure I do. God knows that I don't have much, only a lot of books. I have a wife and some children and grandchildren and friends. I have all that. But as soon as I set my hopes and comforts upon things and people, I'll lose something out of my heart. It dare not be things and God. It dare not be people and God. It must be God and nothing else. Then whatever else God gives us, we can hold at arm's length and hold it dear for Jesus' sake. And we can love it for his sake, but it is not necessary to our happiness. If there's anything necessary to your eternal happiness but God, you're not yet the kind of Christian that you ought to be, for only God is the true test. I think that, for me, is very powerful because that's the whole concept of all things are, are rubbish. I consider them all garbage. But then the only thing that, we can, that will make us happy, and I've experienced this over my life, I try to fill the void that's a God-sized void in my life with stuff. It can be fishing poles, it can be bikes, it can be people, and that doesn't ever create the satisfaction. It's only when I focus on God only that the satisfaction, the peace and contentment comes and then you can be open to whatever else he wants to give you. And at that point, you're, allowed, you're able to say, thank you. I appreciate that I have this fishing pole or I can go fishing, that these people are in my life. And let me treat them with the love and respect that I should because you've entrusted them to me. It's a different perspective. And I know I can't fill that void that's God-sized with stuff. And things. That's all rubbish. 
it won't work because I'm made in his image and I need to be like him and have him in my life and have him be the focus of my life. Then and only then can I treat others and bless others in my life the way they deserve. So with that, let's go ahead and close up with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this day and for all that you've done. Thank you for, I just pray that this day we would start our day and we would do your will that would bring you glory and honor, that our hearts, our minds would be focused on you. I just pray for you to watch over us, watch over our families and help us to be the light for them and truly appreciate them because they're a gift from you. I pray that we would recognize our friends as a gift from you and that all that we have truly as yours that you've simply loaned to us and you've entrusted us to take care of. So, Father, I lift up this time. I'm grateful for all you've done. And I just pray that we would have a good day in which we focus on you and you're honored and glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.